We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, Lead College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. Bill, we are here to preview Week 11. It's getting late. It's getting late in the season. These games are carrying more and more weight. And as uh, the ranking shows have come out, now we've had two. You have talked about teams trying to have they had style point weeks right as they were as the rankings were approaching and now we're gonna see who gets tight have you seen that so far so it's a tuesday tradition when we're recording that i'm watching my ohio bobcats dead during our window and they're playing miami in the battle of bricks and winning 10 to 7 so hopefully that's part of maction we love maction it's part of the tradition <laughs> get you ready for the weekend week 11 should be I don't know if it's going to be as crazy as the evening was in week 10, but it's just, like I said, we talked about in our other podcast this week, the theme of this week to me is the entire college football world is going to be rooting for Texas. Mm. If you're completing for a playoff berth, you are rooting to get TCU out of the way, which it's kind of a contradiction to me because all these, a lot of the people that trump up playoff expansion and parody and all these things TCU is who you're rooting for or who you should be rooting for. So why are we disrespecting the Horn Frogs? I personally love them. I think uh, Max Duggan's a great story. I love that Sonny Dykes has been able to flip that. Um, good fan base has had success. And Gary Patterson's on the other sideline waiting to rip their heart out. I mean, that's just a, a, a huge storyline. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That was one of my most trafficked stories last fall was when I wrote about why is everybody pulling against Cincinnati and nobody wanted Cincinnati to make the playoff. And that was the general feeling among, you know, college football fans who obviously just outside of Cincinnati as you don't root for the underdog, you want the big programs, you want the big names. And, uh, and it was kind of funny that, uh, you know, people don't embrace the underdog and you were seeing it again, like you said, with TCU, uh, people want to see, the biggest names make those four playoff spots. So let's preview the viewing windows for Saturday's action. Okay, then we'll go into our confidence contest update. It's a dead heat almost. It's still super close as we get into November. We'll have some Trochi trivia. We'll make our confidence picks for this week, and then uh, we'll give the trivia answer to close it out. Bill, no cheat, no looking it up while you're making your picks. All right. I'm listening. Saturday noon window, the early window, we are going to have number seven, LSU at Arkansas, noon on ESPN. Okay. LSU is a three point favorite, spread opened at two and a half and has only climbed three. So I don't know what's going on here. Vegas is expecting a hangover uh, out of the Tigers in this one. And they might not be wrong considering some of the photos that I saw coming out of Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. Uh, right. LSU 7-2, uh, coming off that huge win, exciting win over Alabama. Uh, Arkansas is coming off a home loss to Liberty. They were down 21 nothing, cut it to 21-19 with a minute to go, missed the two-point conversion, and lost to Hugh Freeze and Liberty. LSU's won, had won five straight in the series before last year. Arkansas got them in overtime. Um, you know, Arkansas's defense, they, they rank 13th in the SEC. It feels like this line and just the general analysis of this game is where is LSU going to be emotionally? Because on paper, they are definitely the better team. What did you say the line is now? When we did our picks, the spread it was three. It's three. only three. It's That's still three. Incredible to me that, like, <laughs> How long are you hung over? It should be one day. <laughs> then you take your aspirin and, and you go. Um, here's a couple things that stand out from that Arkansas game last week. 3.4 yards per carry. 4-16 on third down. This should be uh, KJ Jefferson through two picks. I know it's on the road and it's LSU's third true road game of the year, but I don't see how the Tigers don't take care of business here and keep rolling toward a trip to Atlanta. If they lose now, if you're Alabama and Ole Miss and, and preview that game here in a second, 
I mean, obviously they're they're glued to their TV, hoping LSU messes this up. Um, but I don't see it. I, I just uh, Arkansas the the season got off the rails a little bit for them, and they've had some injuries. They're going to have some key injuries that they're dealing with, and I think the real story, Bill, is Jaden Daniels. Man, what a what a fantastic year he's having as one of those. We should actually do this story at Sporting News of the like the transfer roulette wheel and who just hit the jackpot. And LSU's one of them. Oregon's one of them too. Exactly. I mean, Brian Kelly has the reputation of winning games he's supposed to win, right? I mean, that's the last four years at Notre Dame. That's what he did. His knock was he couldn't knock off the big boys, but he was good against, you know, whenever he was a favorite. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I like LSU in that one. And uh, Vegas, like I said, is expecting an LSU hangover. That is the best and only true uh, marquee game in the noon window. Let's skip ahead to 3.30 window on Saturday, which, by the way, last Saturday, the Georgia-Tennessee game, I don't know if you saw 13 million viewers in the CBS uh, Saturday window there. Amazing. That's the number one uh, highest-viewed game of the season thus far. I think Michigan-Ohio State will break it. But, I mean, that was an amazing number. So uh, Alabama at Ole Miss, same window, CBS 330, will not have 13 million viewers. Um, but still should be a very good game. Alabama's a 12-point road favorite. Uh, it's the, the other half of the emotional LSU-Alabama game. Let's pray, put our psychology caps on for this one, too. Alabama's 7-2 and two for the first time since 2010 and virtually no hope of winning the national championship. That was the goal, right, for Will Anderson and for Bryce Young and a bunch of other players. How do they respond against an Ole Miss team that's they're, – well, they're desperate for a quality win. They don't have one yet, really. If the Kentucky – they're hanging their hat on Kentucky right now. They need to hang it on something else. And, you know, you're, you're, they're, they're still looking for that, that big win. They're still alive in the SEC West race. And I don't know if you saw the um, Lane Kiffin responding <laughs> to right. Paul Feinbaum's comments that uh, Saban was kind of done and Alabama was on the way out and, and the, the dynasty might be over. And Kiffin labeled it goat fuel, They're the opposite of rat poison. He was giving Nick Saban goat <laughs> fuel. And so he does not want Saban getting any goat fuel before this game because, you know, whenever Saban is counted out, he comes storming back. So what do you see out of this game? Well, I mean, you know, Alabama's only lost eight regular season games in the playoff era, which is just ridiculous, <laughs> by the way. And in this, this will be the eighth one. In the seven other games, the, the game they played after, they've won by an average of 24 points per game. But this just feels different this year. It, mm -hmm. it feels different because of the penalties. It feels different because of the mistakes the allow that you mentioned in our podcast yesterday the pass interference calls against lsu and the worst possible thing you can face coming off a loss is a physical rushing attack coming off a bye week so i think Ole miss is going to play i think they're going to hang that sec best two 267.4 rushing yards per game two running backs going to hammer away at it you know, where Lane got into trouble with this game last year, remember everybody made the big deal about the get your popcorn ready, and then he went for it on fourth down several times and got out of the – Several times. I mean, just ridiculous. <laughs> and that was like – I remember we did a feature last year at Sporting News about – and I talked to Paul Feinbaum, and he said, you know, sometimes Lane gets in Nick Saban's head. I think last year it was the other way around. 
like Saban was clearly like in his head. And, you know, they're two coaches that respect each other. I think it's going to be spread looks a little high. I think Alabama bounces back, but this again, it's truly uncharted territory for the Crimson Tide. Still being in the top 10, but I mean, come on, man, they're not going to the playoff. If they do, it would be the biggest Tuscaloosa miracle yet. I mean, there's no way. Right. And I, I don't, I don't think this is a great matchup for Ole Miss, though. Like you said, their running game is their strength, but the Alabama's front seven is still solid. I think their weakness is in the spin in the secondary, committing penalties, guys running free, and uh, the, the front seven, I think, will be able to match up with the Ole Miss running game and, and slow it down a little bit. Honorable mention, game, a little off the radar here, an, an AAC game, but uh, one to pay attention to if you feel like you know the, the winner of the AAC likely will be in a New Year's Day six bowl. So if you want to get a little preview of one of these teams, number 22, UCF at number 17, Tulane, 330 ESPN2. Tulane, two-point favorite at home. This is the first of a rough three-game stretch for Tulane to close out the regular season. Uh, the Waves, uh, the Green Wave has to play the second place, third place, and fourth place teams in the AAC back-to-back-to-back to back to back before the AAC championship game. So they have a good record, but they have avoided playing the league's iron, so to speak. USC, I mean UCF, sorry, has the number one offense in the AAC. Gus Malzahn's got it clicking at 501 yards per game. Tulane's got the league's number one defense, holding people to 307. Uh, it's a Classic little something's got to give game. Uh, what do you see between these two down the stretch here? Well, I mean, Willie Fritz, you, know, you got to give it to him. This is his seventh year. He Before this year, he was 31 and 43 at Tulane. So this is that long-awaited breakthrough. Great story. Allowing 16.9 points per game. Um, it'll be close. I mean, it's one of those, I think, like you said, Tulane's going to have to prove it every week. And if they lose, this is the other half of the – playoff debate i mean that would potentially open the door for ucf to get back in the new year's day six or a coastal carolina or i don't think we got one out of the mac but all that matters is ohio just scored on miami to take a 17 <laughs> lead in the all-white uniforms um so um yeah i think Tulane's a team that, that we'll see if they can earn it but i will say this the one thing i, I covered Tulane against ohio state a couple years ago during the Urban Meyer suspension. And it was one of those, okay, he's back. Tulane played really hard in that game that they were just ridiculously overmatched. And that still stood out. I can't believe I remember that four years later, but it was like they got blown out, but you you could tell they didn't quit. And I always notice that with teams when they're losing. And, and um, you know, so he's, he's stuck it out. And maybe a note to some other group of five programs as we get into the coaching carousel that if you stick with a guy, you can have a season like this. Do you know – Liberty's situation with the New Year's Six. Can they I'm not in? sure, but they they're not they're, they're an independent. Is it automatically go to a conference champion or not? Do you know? I don't know. I, well, I mean, like BYU could have theoretically did it. So I mean, I would uh, think that like if Army went 12 and 0, they would take them. So Liberty's going to have something to say about that. That's a good point. We I should definitely they're, look. They're actually up. not in the in the committee's rankings. Uh, they have one loss, and it was by one point to Wake Forest. Like, I don't know. They just beat Arkansas. Also bizarre. Yeah, that's a good, great point. The resume is pretty good. Um, so, anyway, sorry. I think Liberty uh, would beat Tulane. Right. 
that's yeah. my point or whoever yeah. wins the AAC and then coastal Carolina is kind of floating out there in the Sun Belt too. So it'd be interesting to keep an eye on that, uh, the top group of five team that gets in to the new year's six Saturday night. We've got the game of the week. Number four, TCU undefeated inside the bracket as we speak at number 18, Texas, 730 ABC. Uh, Game day will be in Austin, Texas, is a seven-point favorite, despite being ranked 14 spots behind TCU and having three losses to TCU's none. Uh, game of the weekend. Can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. Not sure how um, you know Texas is favored by three. TCU beat the two big 12 teams that beat Texas. Um, TCU has had to pull off four second half comebacks so far, but the fact is they pulled them off. Great quarterback battle, Max Duggan and Quinn Ewers. I know you're going to dig into that this week at sportingnews.com. TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnson's status will be important. Uh, He's an NFL caliber target for Duggan, and TCU obviously is at their best when he's healthy. Last week he's battling an ankle injury. He only went two or three plays against Texas Tech. Couldn't go was pulled out. TCU's being kind of hush-hush on his status. He's averaging about 16 yards a catch, uh, and he had like a 200-yard game against Kansas. He was huge in that game. Looked like an NFL wide receiver in that game for sure. So his status is worth keeping an eye on as we get closer to game day. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, I mean, every metric to me like kind of favors TCU. I mean, they're better one-score game team. Max Duggan, this is his fourth start against Texas. He's won twice, so he's not going to be thrown off by the aura of Texas by any means. Um, they spread the ball out well. I mean, you mentioned the injury there, but they got guys like Tay Barber. They got a, you know, as the top two running backs in the Big 12 as well, between Kendra Miller and um, John Robinson. So, I, I mean, typical Big 12 theater, going to be a shootout, going to be, you know, Gary Patterson's sideline shot every five minutes because he coached at TCU forever and really built that program. Um, I think it comes down to Max Duggan. This is another moment for him to lead another victory. And if they get this one, that's five wins against ranked teams in six, six weeks. If they were any other uniform, like if this was an Oklahoma uniform, we'd be like, this is, this is the Sooners team. Or, you know, if this was Texas, if the, the shoe was flipped, We'd be talking about Texas winning, being a national championship team, no question. No be like question. That, they've mowed through five and six weeks and this and that. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge spot for TCU. That the rest of the college football playoff contenders are going to be rooting against them and putting on their burn orange, I suppose. But <laughs> I think it's going to be a close game, a fun game. But the, I, you know, doing those picks against the spread for us at Sporting News every week, I get into this with the contest is when I see a line that just looks horrible, I'm, I'm, I'm walking right into the trap. Is this a trap that Texas is just going to hammer them in Austin? And that's what I'm kind of like leery about now. Right. Right. I have my friends in, at the athletic looking into this uh, fact. And if I get the answer, I will tweet it out this week. Max Duggan has beaten Texas twice in his career already. I'm wondering, I'm asking them to research this for me. Last quarterback to beat Texas three times. That would be an interesting answer. I don't know if you think of any off the top of your head. But, probably uh, an Oklahoma quarterback, I would imagine. Maybe. Yeah, like, I mean, that would make the most sense. Um, but 
how many Oklahoma quarterbacks stay that long? Right. Like they seem to rotate in three. Right. So uh, anyway, I just thought that was kind of a fun fact. Hopefully they'll come up with it. Saturday night, honorable mention. uh, We've got number 25, Washington, just popped into the poll this week. The college football playoff rankings, number 25, Washington at number six, Oregon, seven o'clock on Fox. Oregon is a 12 and a half point favorite. Another fun one out on the West Coast. There's been a ton this year. Washington beat Oregon State last Friday night on a late field goal. That was a great game. Uh, and it, it was uh, for fifth place in the Pac-12. So Washington is just outside the big four of the USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Utah. Huskies have won three in a row. Michael Penix continues to lead the nation in passing per game at 359 yards. Uh, Oregon's pass defense is ranked 117th. So that doesn't bode well when you're facing uh, this Washington offense. Uh, Oregon is on an eight-game winning streak. Quarterback Bo Nix, he's a touchdown machine right now. He's accounted for at least five touchdowns, three games in a row. They've scored at least 40 points eight weeks in a row. Vegas doesn't expect Oregon to play tight, but this might be a game what you talked about where you know they're punched in the mouth for the first time in a while. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes both ways here. I mean, you look at – we talked about Bo Nix and everything he's done. They beat BYU, Stanford, and UCLA, all kind of rival teams by an average of 18 points per game at home. And then – but you kind of see where the line is made when you look at Washington. And every one of their games but one, which was a blowout, has been decided by 11 points or less against FBS teams. That's – so they're, they're used to – Playing these tight games, a couple tough road losses. They had a tough road loss at UCLA earlier this season, but offense both ways. I mean, makes sense that that they hang around in this game and make it fun. And again, Oregon, another team that's starting to get love. I mean, they're in the first part of the montage now on the playoff show. That you know, <laughs> do they play tight with with Bo Nix and and have their their one close game in Pac-12 was against Washington State. It was a very similar team in terms of roster makeup. So um, Washington's probably more talented than Washington State, honestly. So it'll be a really good game, I think, and um, look for uh, Washington to hang around in that one. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun one. Uh, Number 15, North Carolina at Wake Forest. Final game to keep an eye on, 730 ESPN2. Wake is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Get ready for some flag football, Bill. This is the flag football game of the week. The over-under is 76-and-a-half, according to BetMGM, which is actually second only to uh, UCLA, Arizona, 77-and-a-half. But uh, I don't know if you remember (laughs) this game over the last two years. Last year, North Carolina won 58-55, came back from 18 points down. And in 2020, North Carolina won 59-53. to came back from 21 points down. So maybe the over-under is too low. Maybe 76 is way low. Uh, Another chance to see Drake May. Love him. Freshman Heisman Trophy candidate. I found that stat I was looking for for him. Three straight games of 250 yards passing, a 70% completion rate, at least three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 50 yards rushing. In the last 15 years, no one's done that except for Drake May. So he is on a roll. Uh, Wake, just two bad performances in a row. You know, I've I've been on the Wake Forest bandwagon this year, but those losses against Louisville and NC State, not good. What do you see here? 
I, I think North Carolina wins. At Wake Forest, I saw some tweets about how many sacks Sam Hartman has taken the last couple of weeks. They've been beat up a little bit. They're getting after him. And Drake May's riding it. I mean, you want to talk about a backdoor, it's, there's a backdoor Heisman right there, mm-hmm. uh, much like Lamar Jackson did because of the numbers. And if he leads an ACC championship run, which is very possible, let's say C.J. Stroud and Ohio State lose to Michigan, Tennessee doesn't finds a way like loses a game or or people just aren't all that they just have the Georgia game in their brain and Drake May goes out and lights up everybody for the next month he he could backdoor the Heisman very easily including Clemson right yeah right I mean like he's gonna play NC State he's gonna play Wake he's gonna have chances to pile up numbers and his numbers are already comparable to Hooker and Stroud so I, I think there's definitely a path for him to win the Heisman and We'll see how that goes. But I, I do like North Carolina in this game. They played some wild ones. They played a wild one last week in some ways with Virginia that got a little tight at the end. But uh, I think Tar Heels stay on task in that wild coastal. And and uh, maybe, I don't know that it's going to get up to the 58-55 range. It still feels like a 30s game. But I do remember last year's game, and it was, uh, it was one of those hilarious games where every other play was a long touchdown. I mean, North Carolina's defense is terrible. And, and that's why they're exciting and fun to watch because Drake May has to keep scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. They're ranked 122nd in the nation in yards per game defense, 122nd. So they are obviously very one-sided, and that's why Wake is a favorite in this game uh, in Winston-Salem. So, all right, back to or let's update folks on our confidence contest. Every week, Bill and I pick four games against the spread. We order our picks in order of confidence, like a bowl confidence pool, four points, three points, two points, and one point. We each had three points last week. Coastal Carolina covered for me. That was my three-pointer. That's all I got. LSU and Georgia, the two SEC teams covered for you, but they were only your two-pointer and your one-pointer, Bill. You got to get the threes and the fours. That's the key to this contest. Scoreboard, Trochi, 46-and-a-half, Bender, 45. Still tight. Uh, before we make our picks, I'm going to give you a trivia question. Okay. Trivia question. Think about it while we're making our picks. I think you're going to be able to handle it, but we shall see. Gary Patterson. We're going to have a Gary Patterson theme. How about that? Mm -hmm. Game of of the week, TCU, Texas. Of course, he's on the Texas staff now. He has a statue outside of uh, M.N. Carter Stadium at TCU. Now he's to Texas. He's trying to beat TCU this weekend. Gary Patterson had six top 10 finishes at TCU in his career. Can you name the last Texas coach to have more to- more than six top 10 finishes? So okay. you got Gary Patterson I- had six at TCU. Has a Texas, what Texas coach topped that? I feel like history. this is a trick question, but we'll yeah, get to it. Might it be a tra- might be a trick question, Bill. So let's move on. I'm trying to think. I think you, uh, you won the previous week. We split last week, so you still have the honors. You will pick first. Give me your four-pointer, then I will pick four, three, two, one. You start us off with your four-pointer. Yeah, TCU. I'm taking the seven. Like that's, ECU plus seven. That's so easy. Like I'm walking right into the trap. Like I said, I mean, I think they're the better team by every metric. 
that I've seen. Like, and especially if it's a one score game, I'm going to trust TCU in that game, the way that they're playing, the way that they've been able to rally from deficits. I don't think, I think even if they lose, it'll be like 38, 34. So I look for that to be a last possession type game. I wonder if it'll be as dramatic as the Michael Crabtree game when Texas, Texas played Texas. I want to see a game like that. If we're going to have a high scoring game and I, I just, it's just a slam dunk pick. I'm going to go with the Horn Frogs plus seven. I agree with you. I stayed away from it, though. Yeah. I don't know why. I just felt like game days there, and I just don't trust TCU to go undefeated. I don't know why. Maybe I should. I mean, they've almost lost several times, but they always pull it out. I feel like at some point the magic's going to run out. Texas is dying to beat these guys. TCU's had their number. Uh, this is an opportunity to do it. I don't know. I mean, you're right. I, I just I went when we discussed it earlier. I mentioned that every, all the the two teams that beat Texas lost to TCU. So I don't know why you wouldn't pick TCU, but I, I just decided to stay away. W- wouldn't surprise me if TCU beats them, but um, I stayed away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. My four-pointer, UCF plus two at Tulane. Good offense beats good defense. That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. UCF goes on the road, hands Tulane its uh, its first conference loss. Uh, they've got a great record, but they've avoided uh, the best teams in the league so far. You know, UF, UCF has a weird loss to East Carolina, but beat Cincinnati two weeks ago. Followed that up with a good win at Memphis. 500 yards a game for the Gus bus. I'm taking UCF plus the two pretty sure i've mispicked Tulane in our picks against the spread every week since they've been ranked so i took <laughs> them to win so you're in good shape okay. um that's why my way of telling you feel good about that um i, do. I will my three-pointer is we just talked about it uh north carolina at wake forest i'm taking there why is north carolina an underdog the better team they're like the the better offense and it's going to be wacky like it has been the last two years and i still think that favors the tar heels so uh, drake may with the ball at the end of the game it might be wacky but three and a half i i I, point taken on their defense by the way but um (laughs) you know i i just looking at the i remember watching those games the last two years and north carolina just made the plays when it matters i think drake may will spread the ball out and bolster his heisman campaign could be a 380 type yard game for him and uh another ranked underdog that I'm just going to take. I I think they're the better team. So there's two traps I've walked into. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm going to walk into a trap right here for my three pointer. I'm taking LSU minus three. 
because Vegas is begging us to take LSU, right? I mean, and I'm falling for it. I don't, I don't understand how a top 10 team in November, we've got a lot of data at this point, mm-hmm. is playing a 5-4 and four team that has losses to Liberty and Texas A&M and struggled with Missouri State. Mm-hmm. And LSU is only a three-point favorite. I mean, they both played Alabama at home, Bill, right? Alabama beat Arkansas by 26 points and lost to LSU. So, you know, and Bryce Young got hurt in the second quarter of that game uh, when Alabama played Arkansas. So, I mean, everything on paper says LSU is a 10, 15-point favorite, should be a 10 or 15-point favorite. So it's a trap game, but I'm going for it. I'm going to fall for it. LSU minus three. Yeah, just press repeat because that's my two. LSU okay. <laughs> minus three, everything you just said, um, not much to add on to it. Just that, that feel everything about that. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I just think LSU is the better team. I don't know why this line isn't – if I was guessing this line when I kind of was sketching things out Sunday, as I always do, um, I would have thought it was like seven. At least. Seven and a half maybe with a hook and or eight. And uh, yeah, I feel like there's value here with the Tigers. All they have to do is go win. Uh, are they like – expecting like a Jaden Daniels meltdown game or a KJ Jefferson KJ Jefferson versus Jaden Daniels is very exciting to me. I am excited to watch that part of the game, but I, I just think LSU is the better team with more things to play for right now. And unless you're resorting Arkansas to spoiler coming off that bad loss, um, seems like slam dunk. So I'm right there with you. I, I, there's one. I said, we'd have two before we came on. I think we'd have at least two of the same picks. So we've got one. We got one two pointer. My two pointer. I'm going with Ohio state. Number two in the polls, minus 39 and a half against Indiana. We talk and talk and talk about Ohio State's offense, right? Whether it's great or like last week and it was terrible. Why was this terrible? Why can't they run? And by the way, the, the dirty little secret is their defense is awesome. They're number six in the nation in, in, your, in total defense. You know, no one scored more than 21 against them uh, except Penn State. They scored 31. They had a meaningless touchdown with a minute to go in that game um you know jt tui Molowau has That's become it. the uh the latest beast for the buckeyes indiana they're only averaging 19 points a game in big 10 play quarterback situation's a mess they used three quarterbacks last week against penn state i think ohio state's ready to you know correct last week's poor showing with one of those 40 50 point outbursts Indiana is not going to be able to move the ball against this Ohio State defense. Ohio State, I think, is going to cover the 39 and a half. Line did move down. It was 41 and a half when I, you know it opened. So that that's a little interesting to me. Um, I would have taken it at 41 and a half because you're that's six touchdowns. Like, um, but yeah, point taken again. Like uh, Indiana's bad. I could see and, 50, 55 to seven or something like that. Like, it was not that long ago that Indiana played at Ohio state, pushed them to the limit. And people were making a big 10 championship case for the Hoosiers in that COVID year. And I don't think Ohio state people have forgotten that. So mm. <laughs> um, this could be, that's going to be ugly. I think the Buckeyes tier, I don't know that it'll be as legendary as what they did to Michigan state last year at home late in the season, but it, yeah, they're going to put up a big number here, I think. So not a bad pick at all. Um, my one is Notre Dame at Navy minus 17. I like the Irish. And I, again, it's the, it is different because it's Marcus Freeman going against that Navy attack for the first time, but they just 
have pounded Navy in recent seasons. It's not the same Navy team as usual. I think the Irish are getting hot at the right time. And Notre Dame or Navy will try to limit their possessions, but this just feels like the one year where they just 38 to like 14. So I, I like Notre Dame to win that game by 17, keep their hot streak going and building some momentum to that USC game. It wasn't all that long ago that we were like wondering out loud if Notre Dame was going to go to a bowl game. Now we're wondering how awesome of a bowl game is it going to be? And it's, it's been a good run for the Irish and a good turnaround for Marcus Freeman. Yeah. Like we said, they couldn't get out of their own way when they were trying to block Marshall and Stanford. And then they were blowing through the vaunted Clemson defensive line. We'll see what they do to Navy. I assume they're going to blow through it. And I assume uh, Notre Dame's defense is going to keep Navy in check. The defense has been playing great. Special teams have been playing great. The Irish passing game is not up to snuff uh, at the outside passing game with Pine and the wide receivers, but they're probably not going to need it to cover this number. I like that pick too. Uh, my one pointer is going to be Duke minus nine and a half uh, against Virginia Tech at home against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's lost six straight games. The latest, a home game to Georgia Tech in a game where the Hokies had a punt return for a touchdown and an interception return for a touchdown. And they still couldn't beat a Georgia Tech team that was down to their third quarterback and an interim coach. Things are not going well in Hokie land. Duke 6-3. and three. They're coming off two road wins. And, and the game before that was that narrow loss to North Carolina where they probably should have won. They missed a field goal like two minutes ago that basically would have clinched the game. So Duke's playing pretty well, and I, I think – Virginia Tech is not, so a 10 points is not too much for me. I like Duke as my one-pointer. So, to review, Bender, trap game TCU plus seven, trap game UNC plus three and a half, trap game LSU minus three, and Notre Dame minus 17. My four-pointer, uh, UCF plus two, LSU minus three, Ohio State minus 39 and a half, and Duke minus nine and a half. Before we get out of here, I want to hear, and I'm not going to blow the answer this week. I'm not blowing the answer this week. You're going to have to answer it. Good. Gary Patterson has six top ten finishes. Name the last Texas coach to have more than six top ten finishes. It's probably Daryl K. Royal would be my answer. Even though I want to answer Mac, I don't think that would be too easy. So I'll say Daryl K. Royal, who the stadium's named after. You got it, Daryl K. Royal. Mac had six as well, and I said more than six. So Mac Brown had six top ten finishes in his tenure at Texas. Gary Patterson had six top ten finishes in his tenure at TCU. Bonus question, can you name the leagues Gary Patterson coached in during his TCU tenure? I can't. I think I can. I, I, I know he coached in the WAC, the, the, the Western Athletic Conference. The Mountain West Conference, the Big 12. Is there a fourth league? Oh, um, and Conference USA. Four for four, Bill. Yeah, you got the so, bonus question, well, even. So here's my thing, and, and we can. And that was actually a trick question because he was an interim coach for one game yeah. when they were still in the whack. <laughs> they they are the school along with Utah that have really provided the model for everybody. Like to me, like they've gone because of that journey we just mentioned. They they've they've been dying to get in this spot. I think, you know, from the Andy Dalton days that, you know, I remember the whack days, the Ladanian Tomlinson days that they've made this kind of slow climb to this window. And that's why I, when they get disrespected, 
it's almost against my personality. We know each other a little bit here that I'm normally the elitist, the snob, the, I want to see the 50 NFL guys on the field. I don't need this nonsense, but I've kind of taken to them. And we've joked about that with Kansas earlier in the year, but I've kind of taken to this team because I like Duggan. I like their running game. I like their style. And, you know, I kind of, I'm excited to watch the drama with Patterson and and all of this with Texas because if they they put it on Texas Saturday, I mean that they're really bolstering their case. So I just think it's because most people assume that Georgia would do to TCU something worse than what they did to Tennessee. But you know what? We saw them beat Tennessee once. Let's see what happens here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be another great week. It's going to be a lot of shakeups. Your bye week is over. You're back on the field. You're ready to go. You're all stretched out. I'm excited to have you back Saturday night. We'll have good coverage at SportingNews.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week for all of our podcasts here at CFB Nation All-America Podcast. And enjoy the weekend.